0: The one PA got to a point after several times coming in, she said, I don't know what to do for you anymore. She said, I don't even know what kind of specialist to send you to. The last time I went where they gave me steroids and did all that nonsense, they told me not to come back because they couldn't help me. To all the COVID vaccine injured all around the world, we want you to know you are not alone. You matter.
1: Okay. Hey, 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 everyone. Thanks for joining us again today. And we are continuing our series on COVID vaccine injury, bringing the unseen into the light. And today my guest is Alicia Connors. Alicia, thanks so much for being here today.
0: Hi, and thank you for having me.
1: Yes, Um, Alicia has described herself as just a woman that's ready to use her voice to help others. Alicia was injured back in August of 2021 after she had her Pfizer vaccine. And by September of 2021, a month later, she was basically bedridden. So Alicia, if you could take us back to what life was like before the injury and now what life is like after the injury.
0: Before the injury, I was a very happy flight attendant who loved her career. I worked high hours. Um, My hobbies were motorcycle riding and racing. And I also enjoyed surfing at the beach. I was always very active, very healthy, um, took care of myself, basically, and worked hard. And then I I
1: have to say, I have seen some of the videos of you. And yes, you were very active, very You were out there every single day. So then then you have your vaccine and then tell us what happened. Yeah.
0: Um, everybody was pressuring me to get this vaccine. I had doctors pressuring me. I had friends pe- pressuring me. And um, I kept saying, no, no, I don't want it. I don't want it. My gut told me not to get it. I was seeing people. I worked all through COVID. I saw people getting sick around me and I knew that God was protecting me, I wasn't getting sick. And I I really didn't want the thing. Um, Then, I I don't know if I said, I worked for a major airline, they started pulling me. Uh, Their policy was, if you got exposed to COVID, they'd have to pull you, send you home. They would have to pay me, and then they would have to pay somebody else to come in and replace me. Well, it got to the point where I was going to work, you're pulled for COVID, gotta go home. So they gotta pay me, they gotta pay somebody else. Then I, I, do my time at home for 10 days, go back to work. I get pulled again. So at that time, the president was pushing the mandates. I knew the mandates were coming. They were just, you know, all over the news pushing those things. And I just thought to myself, you know, just go get it. You'll save the company a couple bucks. And they're coming anyways. The the government's going to make the mandates come. So I went and I got the shot. And within 24 hours, I got a sharp pain up my left arm, into my left neck, into my ear, and it did scare me. I was on the airplane when it happened. I told my coworkers because I wanted them to be prepared. I thought I might become an in-flight emergency, but I I said it on the down low because I didn't want to get anyone upset. I didn't want to divert an airplane, but at the same time, I wanted them to be aware. And they said, oh, Alicia, you know, a lot A lot of people are having some side effects a little bit from the vaccine. You'll probably be fine in the morning. When I got to my hotel room, there was a rash on my chest. So what continued to happen after that was I started to come down with COVID-like symptoms. And I was in and out of the urgent care. And they kept testing me for COVID. And I did not have COVID. It kept coming back negative, negative, And they kept hitting me with all these steroids antibiotics, steroids, lots of steroids. And what I experienced in that urgent care was horrific because I was knocked in there. In the beginning, uh, the one, there was one PA, it's an urgent care full of several PAs. The one PA got to a point after several times coming in, she said, I don't know what to do for you anymore. She said, I don't even know what kind of specialist to send you to wow. except to report to Bears." And at that time, I wasn't real educated, I'm ashamed to admit, but I didn't even know what Bears was.
1: Well, I have to say, I, I just want to say something here. That's pretty amazing that that was said because in most of the vaccine injured people, I almost want to say, I think you're the very first one that I've heard who actually had a doctor that said, put it into various, because most everyone that I've heard that I've interviewed or, you know, you've seen the thousands of people, most people, um, their doctor didn't even even know about it or whatever. So I'm sorry, please continue. So I guess that's a positive, but continue. Well, that's one positive,
0: but at the same urgent care because what would happen is they would just hit me and keep putting steroids in, because I swelled up everywhere. I had head pressure as if an elephant yeah. was on my chest. My gums swelled up so much that my tooth broke at the gum line. I had profuse bleeding. I um, the steroids would wear off and I would go back. The next time I went back to the same urgent care, and at this point I know what bears is because my coworkers told me what it was. So. I'm covered in some sores on my bottom. It's painful. It hurts. I tell the doctor as she's doing all her stuff, I said, are you going to report this to Bears?" And she mocked me. She threw her body and said, "Bears? What is VAERS? I don't know what Bears oh is. Gosh. I said, well, evidently it's a place you're supposed to report my symptoms to. And she goes, well, I'll have to go Google it because I don't know what it is.
1: And this was a doctor. This was an empty
0: it, this was, a, a, I believe, a physician's assistant, because okay. that's what they mostly have in those urgent cares. So she left the room, and then she came back, and she goes, throwing herself around, I can't report it to bears because it's not FDA approved. And then at the very what? end, yes, she said that to me. And then at, at, at the last time I went where they gave me steroids and did all that nonsense, they told me not to come back because they couldn't help me.
1: Oh,
0: oh, my gosh. Yes. And so I went home, and again, the steroids <laughs> wore, wore off. And I actually got up one morning, and I went to go get my coffee, and I lost my vision. It was like a cloud came over my eyes. It was terrifying. I lived alone. Oh, my God. And I had another horrible experience in 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 the hospital, and I'm so disappointed because it's a town that I grew up in and in a hospital that I always loved and had faith in. Um, I went to this hospital and they had me on IVs and I know that they were giving me a lot of medicines and a nurse came in and she went to give me more steroids and I said, please, no more steroids because they were throwing me off mentally and I was just-
1: And they had no idea what was even wrong with you?
0: No. No, that no. And I wasn't being believed. I'm seeking help. I'm sick. And you're mocking me over something political. And I'm not even a political person at that point. Oh. I, I, I have to admit I wasn't highly educated on all this po- political stuff. I'm just a person who's terrified for my life. I'm blowing up. My gums are bleeding. I'm breaking out in rashes. And I'm just begging a doctor to help me. And instead I'm getting mocked. So, um,
1: and I and I'm just sorry to say that you're not alone. I mean, it's a, yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: No, it's okay. Um, you can speak too, because I'll I can go on and on. But uh, in the beginning, I would get these rashes that would start anywhere from 10 to 20 minutes, and I would never know when they were going to go come. So it's not like I could plan a doctor appointment and be sure that I could show them that. And these rashes would last from 10. 20 minutes and they would burn like stinging hot needles and they would burn right through the skin down to the muscle right through the bone and i remember calling my doctor one night screaming in horrible pain telling him that this was absolutely inhumane please give me something i i just i'll never forget that pain and then i all started to have problems walking with my left leg i had internal vibrations in my leg and muscle spasms and my feet turned like a bluish purple color. This was around the same time that the tooth had broke from the gums being so swollen and I had to go to a dentist because I remember it being talked about at that dental visit. I started to go to specialists. I went to a neurologist and I proceeded to tell him all the things that were happening to my body, and he was dancing around the subject and ignoring me, and wouldn't even look at me. And I did; I was relentless. I wouldn't stop. And he finally turned his chair toward me, and he said, "I don't do vaccine injuries." I said, "Okay," and I got up and I walked out. I called an allergist office. I said, "Are you taking new patients?" "Yes, we are." Okay, give me your information. And as soon as I tell them I'm having a reaction to the vaccine, oh, she said, good. oh, that was it. Nope, we're not. We're not taking new patients. And then another thing that happened was my left hand started to lock up. I don't know if you can see. I got yeah, this. Yeah,
1: I, we can, I can
0: and, see. and it was painful. So my GP, I believe it was, sent me to a a a surgeon for hands, or no, he was a regular surgeon, orthopedic. So I went to him and I told him my hands are locking up. And, you know, I also tell him all about the vaccine, because at this point, I'm so traumatized, I'm telling everybody. He takes an x-ray and he says, you've got arthritis, so you need surgery. So he did the surgery and on the surgery table, I was still screaming, it wasn't like this till the vaccine, there was nothing wrong with my hand. And he said, I want you to shut up and admit that this is arthritis, or I'm not going to fix it right here right now on the surgery table. So I said, Okay, fine, it's arthritis. But I'm telling you, I didn't have anything wrong until the vaccine, and then they knocked me out and I went to sleep. Well, that Mm -hmm. surgery failed. It was a complete horrible, my hand was botched. And on top of that, the airline that I work for, because at six months, they drop your insurance if you can't come in and work. And I couldn't work, so I had no insurance. I couldn't get physical therapy. Yeah, I couldn't get physical therapy and my hand was definitely deformed. So I did later on find another hand surgeon to try and correct. And again, the rashes at that point had continued to get worse to the point that they covered my entire body and they turned into sores. So the second hand surgeon called the night before and said, if you still have these sores, we can't do the surgery if you have open sores. So I got in the shower and I doused myself with rubbing alcohol to try to draw to make all the sores so that they wouldn't be there so they would do the surgery the second hand surgery is is successful i mean it'll never completely look the same but i'm still doing physical therapy and it's getting more and more normal um i'm trying to think i've been through so much it's hard to even remember everything that has happened to me your throat and your stomach Oh, my throat and stomach. Yeah, (laughs) that's another thing. Um, My daughter, who lived in another state, she was hearing me vomit on the other end of the phone. I would have dry heaves and I would be choking on my own throat. Well, it was like drowning. And I had to like triage when you're losing your vision and you've got all these things going on at once, you know. (laughs) So I go to my GP who's saying, oh, it's just stress. It's just stress. And yeah, that's that's with,
1: everybody. Everybody who gets injured. Oh, it's all in your head.
0: Yes, and I was sent. I I asked to be scoped, and when they went to go scope me, I had so much inflammation that they could not stretch and get in. So they sent me home with medicine, and then I went to return. When I returned, they said that my esophagus had to be stretched, that it was full of inflammation, lesions, and sores, and also was my GI stomach and ulcers in my stomach and i have tissue change i now have to be scanned for cancer once a year so there's that that went wrong as well all of this happened all at once after the vaccine i just stayed sick ever since the vaccine and um i searched for a doctor um, because i was just getting passed around i went to the spine centers next because of the the problems with walking and so forth. And everybody had like a different diagnosis. And I just said a prayer one night and and I said, God, I've done everything I can. I'm going to give it to you and I'm going to go to sleep. And I have a very special doctor who is an internal MD and also does homeopathic medicine. And she's in Georgia. And I packed my stuff up and I came to Georgia. She did start some IVs. For me in Florida before I came here, I'm trying to like think of everything because I don't want to leave anybody out that's helped me because I am finally making progress. My right leg is still messed up, but I am currently still doing um physical therapy. And the doctor down here also had me go see another dentist, or not a dentist, an orthopaedic surgeon. And when he looked at my gums, he said the lower and upper palate plus my gums look like that of a person with leukemia. So he's going to have to do a biopsy.
1: Wow. So are you, did you mean a orthodontist, not an orthopedic, an orthodontist, Yeah. Okay. Right. The, the
0: oral surgeon, he's an right. oral surgeon of some right. sort. And so my doctor's going to have me go to a, another oral person. She wants me to try because she doesn't think my body should undergo another surgery right now. So she's going to have me go to this new one on the 15th that she wants shot, ozone shots or something, putting up in my mouth to try to take care of it. So I don't really have the full details on that yet until I go.
1: So I want to make a couple points here. Number one, you were completely abandoned by the traditional medical community completely. Yeah. My you, just, t- you just told us what happened. And, and I also want to make the note that people need to know that in June of 2021, before you even took your shot, the NIH was flying people out who had been injured. Okay. If you've watched any of this series, you know that um, Brie Dressen, who's the head of REACT-19, um, she was flown out to the NIH. And they knew injuries were happening. They said, oh, you know, we'll make sure to let the public know, just don't, you guys don't say anything. We'll let the public know. They never did. Therefore, the medical community was never made aware. And therefore, this is what happened to tens of thousands of people because doctors were just, nope, it's safe and effective. That's I the, was- next, I, the other point I want to make is that you sought out homeopathy is that correct is that where you have felt more alternative medicine
0: yes because i have been abandoned by more than what i just told you there were two other doctors that abandoned me my main general practitioner completely abandoned me i hand wrote him a letter begging him to help me once he realized that i was vaccine injured i could not get a hold of him for nothing i had to go find a new. A new general practitioner. And
1: your and your story is not unique. They, they just complete abandonment. Um, I just, you know, I just interviewed Joel Walscog, an orthopedic surgeon for almost 20 years. And, you know, he too, injured by Moderna, became disabled. He thought, well, surely Moderna would want to know this, or the CDC or FDA. Nothing, 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 nothing. So now you have traditional doctors, and I, I see mm-hmm. them posting about the silliness. Of alternative medicine and the silliness of homeopathy or any any alternative medicine. It's just, oh, these people, you know, they're just getting abused and they're being taken advantage, you know, all this stuff is just nonsense. No, but look I'm at, and this is the story that that's you can't get help with the medical community, and then you're shunned for trying something else and you're you're constantly being fun of. And I just I just can't believe what has happened. I just cannot believe what has happened.
0: There was a second neurologist that I saw, and he shared with me that his son was also injured from the vaccine. And he told me that I I had respect for the doctors who said, you are vaccine injured. It's caused your immune system to go out of whack. And there's nothing I can do for you. But don't lose hope because there are millions of of them. That was his correct words. Another doctor, which was an autoimmune doctor, the hand surgeon who messed up my hand, when he saw my fingers start to change, he I could see the look on his face was like, oh, shit. He sent me to an autoimmune. The autoimmune doctor did blood work, and he, he threw his pencil down, and he said, it's a known fact that these vaccines are doing this to people, and if we don't get your markers down, you're going to end up with an autoimmune disease. That was his exact words.
1: And that was, wait, was that from a traditional doctor or?
0: Yes. Yeah. Uh- that was a traditional doctor. Yes, he put me on hydrochloroquine. Okay. And
1: thank oh, God. Oh, don't say that word. Was, don't say that word. That's gonna light the world on fire. <laughs> that is when I I
0: finally got relief. the The head pressure, all the swelling. That is when I got relief when hydrochloroquine was added to me.
1: Okay, so how? Like, okay, so you got your uh, vaccine in August. So. Mm-hmm. at so where are you when you, how many weeks or months out are you, when you get the hydrochloroquine?
0: Mm, it was, a, it was a while. Okay. Um, I don't have, I would, I don't have it directly. Yeah, but I, probably. I don't want to tell you something yeah. wrong, but I can tell you it was a while because I'd already had the botched hand surgery. It already happened. And I was just, every time I'd get turned or Turned away from a doctor, I'd go to another one. And um, I thank goodness I had like a support group of coworkers that were on the other end of the internet listening to me because I was terrified I lived alone. And, you know, imagine waking up with vertigo and your whole condo is doing somersaults or your vision is completely gone, which I went to an eye doctor. She did treat me like a normal person. She told me that the blood flow had been cut off to my to my octave
1: ocular octave nerve yeah no there's been there's been recent there was a big uh study uh i think i don't know if it was about a couple of weeks ago or a month ago that talked about the nerve damage um from the vaccine yeah i failed no, I mean, you got hit with everything
0: yeah, it was like a bomb went off in my body. It was like playing whack-a-mole. I would get one thing taken care of and then another thing would show up in another part of the body and it just kept going and going. Scariest part for me was having all the horrific sores all over my body. I'm so glad they're gone.
1: How, they how, were, you, how were you treated by coworkers, friends, family? Were you believed or would you shunned? What? um <laughs>
0: I had a couple that that didn't want to believe it, but um, I was home on medical leave. Because the shop had me bedridden so quick, I really didn't have to interact that much with people at work, other than I did have a supportive group that brought me like homeopathic stuff to try to help me feel better. And thank goodness they
1: did. Maybe it would
0: have been worse if
1: they didn't. Wow. Wow. So where where are you now? I mean, how, cause you're not healed yet. I mean, it's been no, coming up years. What,
0: what? I have lost my entire retirement. I have no money left. I am using credit cards to pay for the medical care that I'm getting here in Atlanta. And I have made huge progress. My blood work has come up. Um, the sores and rashes have gone away. I'm, So far, they have not come back. Um, The other thing that happens to me when I try to do any type of endurance or cardio, I begin to get heartburn real bad and vomit, throw up, and feel faint. So I haven't been able to overcome that yet. And I have a right leg that the doctors are still trying to get sorted for me.
1: So your life is just completely upside down from what it, the active on the go woman you were
0: yes uh, and I had to fight insurance companies too because I got yeah. the little, little threat letter we're going to cut your disability off and um I thought I would never do this in my life but I got on TikTok and I I, I screamed out the truth and let them have it
1: because and they actually—I actually mean, I—I I was posting videos on TikTok, and I was taken down again and again, you know, completely. And and we've heard people are like, "Oh, I'm on my tenth account," so you've—they've actually let you stay on.
0: They have, but they've I got have. the warnings.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I just. I, how are you then? I mean, do you have any family that can help? Do you have? How are you surviving?
0: Um. Well, as I said, I just used up the last of my retirement money and I do have a, I do have a small amount of disability, but it, it, I'm paying for hotels down here and I'm paying cash for all the medical care. So obviously it's not enough. So I started a GoFundMe and some people have donated.
1: Oh, and I'll put, I'll make sure I put that link in the show notes. And for people, people need to understand that, you know, these Nobody's sending up a GoFundMe or a GiveSendGo or or whatever. Nobody's sending that up to make money. These people, every injured person that I have talked to, is just trying to survive. This isn't yeah. oh, maybe I can raise some money. They would. I I know that you would. You would give anything, anything. You would you would have given all your money that you've just spent to right. be back to normal, to just have your yeah. old life back.
0: It was very uncomfortable for me to make the GoFundMe because I'm one of those that don't like. To yeah, ask most calls. people
1: are. It's just like, but but when you where else do you go? You know, the government's yeah. shunning you. They're they're not helping. Um, so, what would you what what do you want to have the doctors? If you were if you could sit in front of a panel of doctors that maybe don't believe this or just what do you want to tell them? If you could tell them something what would you like to tell we we send these out my my peers and i to our community and so what what do you what would you like to say to the doctors
0: listen to your patients don't fluff it off as stress most of all don't put them on a court stand and make them feel like they've done something wrong and because that's what it felt like with one particular orthopedic he made me feel like i was on a court stand and i had to prove to him that my vaccine injury was real. And the way he worded it and made me feel was a court stand and caught me completely off guard. Who does that in a doctor's office? Second, be a doctor. Stop letting the insurance companies dictate what you do. And um, I don't think any insurance company should be playing doctor.
1: Yeah, no, that's, that's very true. Very true. Okay, so to any of the journalists out there, what would you like to say to journalists that are out there?
0: Please bring it to mainstream media because there are still people out there that just don't want to believe it because there's different news channels. They want to see it on the national news. Don't hide it anymore. Yeah.
1: Uh, were you aware of any other people within your industry that had has suffered a reaction?
0: yes. Yes, um, I I can't say a whole lot about it. I don't know the legalities for me to disclose that. But But yeah,
1: yeah, I mean, we've heard many in the industry um, with pilots and whatnot. Um, Okay, and then to your lawmakers, to all the lawmakers out there, what would you want to say to them?
0: That I don't ever, ever want to see this happen again. This is wrong on so many different levels. And I don't know how people sleep at night.
1: Yeah. And
0: I I do know that doctors do get threatened. I know. I know because I had one tell me once that
1: That these rich
0: people threatened to shut shut her practice down. I really had a doctor say that to me once. Mm -hmm. And I've never spoke about it, but I'm going to speak about it now. It really happens. Yeah.
1: I don't know if people are aware but just was it yesterday the day before the World Health Organization has said that they're going to you know sign on to um with the European Union in ensuring that people get vac well digital passports uh, you know the vaccine passports so this, uh, it's like they're they're not dropping this and so we we all need to hear your voice and all the other people who've been injured and just say I mean, imagine, oh, no, you can't go here or there unless you have this shot or that shot, or, oh, do you have this shot? And and I just I just hope that people will really listen. So yes, then to the rest, to any listener out there, to anybody who might hear this, what do you want to say to them?
0: I went and warned everybody when when the shot made me sick because I didn't want to see anyone else get hurt. So it would be my hope that First off, you never give this to any children. I cannot imagine a child or a baby even being able to tell you the internal pain that I suffered so severely. They wouldn't even be able to tell you and it's horrific. And so I hope that there's change and that this never ever happens again in our history.
1: Well, we know you might see the poster behind me. That's Ernest Ramirez on um, junior who died five days after taking the vaccine and Ernest is doing his best to travel the country with a trailer of all the vaccine injured faces that you see on there and just making people aware. And I think, I think the goal is, is medical freedom and that no one should have ever been coerced into this. And everyone should have received informed consent. And part of that consent should have been, if you're injured, you're going to be completely on your own. You're not going to be able to sue the drug company. I mean, we've heard Joel say that, you know, many people from React 19 Joel, Sean Barkovich, I mean, completely abandoned. No one's coming to help you. So you can, you know, if you're okay with that, you know, that's the informed consent. But unfortunately- right.
0: I wasn't told anything. If I'd have known all I, all these were risks, there's no way I would have done it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it would have been easier to lose your job than to lose, yeah. you, basically.
0: Well, I lose it anyway, don't yeah. I, if I get better.
1: Right. Well, yeah. I is if is there anything else that you'd like to share? Or I think, yeah, I think you've pretty much got.
0: Yeah, I think I've, I've caught everything in there. It was a lot. It's been two years. It'll be two years in August that I haven't worked. So, it's been a lot. I think I covered it all, though
1: I'd like to stay in touch. And a year from now, i I okay. was saying this to Joel on another interview. let's Let's recap a year from now. See, I mean, there's thousands of lawsuits that have been filed for various things. There, you know, people are rising up. And i just I just really, really hope that you can get help. Oh. I mean, I really hope that in time, your life. I left something yeah. out. I'm sorry.
0: I left something else important. Oh, okay. The hospital when I lost my vision and went to the hospital, um I told them no more steroids and they pushed it into my IV anyways and then leaned down and said it was free. I have absolutely no idea what that means. But when I went home I got extremely sick and my G my general practitioner ran a test. She called me up and she said Alicia There is no way you can possibly have this. And I had something called C. diff. I don't know what that meant. But when they discharged me from the hospital, they Mm -hmm. referred me to a neurologist in Washington. I live in Florida. So that was just another sharing of more shenanigans that you're treating a sick person like that. That is horrific. You took an oath how do you do that? And how do you sleep at night? That's what I want to say to the doctors and to the people who do all that with the referral to some neurologist in Washington. You think that's funny? Wow. It's hard not to be angry. I yeah. try to stay grateful. I do try to stay grateful. I have an awesome medical team now and um, I don't plan on ever changing them. I hope they stay doctors forever, at least as so long as they can.
1: Well, I know I just, I know that there are so, so many of you who are suffering in the dark, and that's why this series is called Bringing the Unseen into the Light. And I just pray that a whole lot of light will be shine be, be shine out. Um, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry you've had to go through this. And for any doctors that are listening, journalists, lawmakers, you have been given a place of influence. Maybe you didn't know. Maybe it really you you just really didn't know. But now you do. You've seen enough evidence. I ask you to just please do something with the information and the just this hurting, grieving population that you have seen. So Alicia, thanks so much for. Okay. For being with us today yes let's stay in touch and i really hope that when we speak a year from now maybe you're back on your motorbike that i hope awesome. so That's that would really that would really really be something thanks, thanks. everybody i checked the show notes godspeed okay thank you bye